Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of the Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys out there? I hope you are doing good. I'm doing good. School is back in session and we are back to our routines and all the mamas said amen out there. Or maybe if you didn't want your kids to go to school, maybe you had a kindergartner. And if you had a kindergartner, you know what? It's going to be a good year. They're going to make it. I promise. They're going to make it. Uh, I remember when I took my oldest daughter to kindergarten and I dropped her off. And I cried the whole way home. And then I called my mama, (laughs) talked to my mama on the phone for 30 minutes. And she was like, it's okay. She's going to be okay. And, you know, now she's in the sixth grade. Can you believe that, Dan? I got a daughter in the sixth grade. Yeah, he's like, oh, my goodness. Anyway, um, God's with our babies at school. Uh, Love you guys so much as you are listening uh, today. I want just to put this out there. You know, we're listener supported here. Hello. And um, which means that your support helps us stay on the air. And let me tell you. Um, we've gotten an incredible amount of feedback from y'all. So thank you for listening. Um, I really appreciate it. I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea and that's okay. You know, but those of you that are listening, man, God bless you. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for, for, for your feedback. If God has blessed you with this ministry, um, we would love, we would love to have your financial support. You know, I got a, I got a, a message this week that was kind of like, why are you asking for money? Well, because we're listener supported. That's why we're a ministry. Uh, so I just want you to know if you're turned off by the fact that I am asking for money, I'm sorry about that. But I'm I'm still going to ask uh, because uh, we need to raise the funds uh, to do what God is calling us to do. And this is one of those things that God is saying. Listen, listen, Autumn. This is this is where I have you uh, for now. And we also want to expand. Um, and I know that that is in our future as well. So if this ministry has touched your life, automaz.com, you can head on over there and click the little donate button or whatever it is. And um, we would we would love for you to partner with us. Also, follow us on social media. A lot of y'all do. Uh, but pff, we're on Facebook. Facebook is where I do all my Jesus stuff. Um, you know, I, I keep that very strictly uh, spiritual, um, you know, do selfie videos all the time. Uh, well, at least once a week, not all the time, uh, constantly putting up quotes and just, just thoughts, prayers, verses, stuff like that. It is, it is literally a, something that you can look at daily and you can expect something that the Lord is teaching me, um, or something from his word. Follow us at autumn miles on Facebook, Instagram. I get a little bit more personal because I have four incredible babies, um, which who aren't really babies anymore, but, uh, you can follow me over in at autumn miles. Uh, I, I would just love to hear from you. A lot of you guys are messaging me. It's awesome. I got something to talk to you guys about today that I, I am passionate about. And you know, I, um, I talk about a lot God's word. I just know that there is this epidemic of biblical illiteracy out there. We have a Bible literacy problem. 
Um, so often I get messages and they'll ask me advice and, um, I'll say, well, what, what did God's word tell you? Well, I don't read God's word. Well, that is where your answer is found. People that is where it's found in God's word. And I will continue to, to preach this and put it out there just this morning. Um, woke up very, very early and opened up my Bible and just said, Lord, I am destitute in my spirit and I must have your word. It is like water. It is like water in my, in the desert of my soul. You've got to get in his word. But I, I was really inspired, um, the other day when, I found myself, well, actually, this was not the other day. This was this was uh, quite a while ago. My husband and I were facing uh, just one of those situations that make you desperate. You know that situation where everything is coming in on you. Um, uh, you, you feel overcome. You feel overwhelmed. You are at the place that, God, if you do not come through, I don't know what I'm going to do. I literally don't. I have no options. I have exhausted all of my options. I've probably exhausted options that I shouldn't have exhausted because I'm going to owe those people. I am, I am at this place that I, am, I am, have completely done everything I can. And if you do not come through, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might become bankrupt. I might die. Just just being real, maybe some of us are at a, we, we need healing and we're at that, that, that place where if God does not come through, you need a miracle, your marriage, you might be staring at a marriage. Yeah. I just, I just, um, had a guest on real talk. Come, I invite you to listen to it. If you didn't, um, it, it air, aired yesterday. Um, and she talked about, listen, she was married for 17 years and found herself getting a divorce. 17 years. And some of us are in that situation where you're looking at your husband or you're looking at your wife and you're thinking, if you do not come through, I've been married a long time. I've invested so much into this partner. If you do not come through, God, this marriage will end in divorce. If you do not come through, I don't know what I'm going to do. You need a miracle today. I mean... (laughs) At some point in our lives, we all need one. So let me just say, welcome to the club. Welcome to the party. Look at the Bible. Look at all the different people in the Bible that desperately needed a miracle. You're not weird. This is something that um, the Bible was made up of people that literally had to have God's intervention or they didn't know what they would do. One of the things that I typically ask the Lord and, you know, we can get all caught up on fancy prayers. And I think, you know, sometimes our church, especially if we've grown up in church, we can we are really good prayers without actually praying. Do you know what I'm saying? We're really good at talking to what what sounds like we're praying, but really we're just talking out loud so other people can hear Um as opposed to actually praying. And I learned that I was really good at this, um, you know, when I was about 20 years old, because I had grown up in church. I was really good at talking out loud, and I sounded so, 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 so spiritual. But my heart, my, my, my spirit was not connecting with the Holy Spirit. And we, we, I learned how fake 
I was actually being. And I just challenge you today to kind of evaluate your prayer life. This is totally off topic, but evaluate your prayer life about um, are you just talking out loud so you sound good to other people or are you actually communing with the spirit of God and imploring him to work in your situation? In these situations that I find myself in, when I look around and we're desperate, one of the only things that I'll say is, Lord, work it out. This is not my problem, God. This is your problem. This is something that you literally must do or we're finished in whatever area it is that we're facing. Work it out. Work it out. And there's something about me just saying those simple prayers. They're not fancy. They wouldn't, you know... They wouldn't get me a doctorate in anything, but between me and the Holy Spirit, he knows, work it out. This is your problem, God. This is not my problem. You have to come through. He knows the desperation and he um, always has come through. I want to take you to a passage of scripture in Luke 7 that I I have been um, really encouraged by. Luke 7 says this, when he, Jesus had completed all of his discourse in the hearing of the people, he went to Capernaum. And a centurion slave who was highly regarded by him was sick and was about to die. When he heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders asking him to come and save the life of his slave. When they came to Jesus, they earnestly implored him saying, he is worthy for you to grant this to him. For he loves our nation. And it was he who built our synagogue. Now Jesus started on his way with them. And when he was not far off from the house, the centurion sent friends saying to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself any further, for I am not worthy for you to come under my roof. For this reason, I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. When Jesus heard this, of course, He was awed. I, he said, not even in Israel have found such great faith. I want to just kind of go back in in this uh, story through scripture. I just want to take a walk. Let's just take a walk with a centurion and Jesus in in the dialogue of this passage here. The centurion has never met Jesus, but he has heard of Jesus. He has heard of what he could do. He was a man of great power. He was a man that was over soldiers. He could, he could basically command them to do anything, but this man of high regard had heard of what Jesus could do. His servant who was sick, very, very sick, going to die desperate needed healing. And this man of high regard, who really probably could have reached anyone in power that he wanted, he reached out to the one that produced results. You know, when we get into a situation where we feel like um, we're desperate, it's, it's so interesting how our mindset changes when we're desperate. Our mindset changes from, oh, um, you know, I can waste time on social media or I can waste time watching this TV show. Or, I can waste my time, you know, involved in this relationship or whatever it is. But when we're desperate, we don't we don't we don't want um, to waste our time with anything that is not going to produce. The centurion knew, even though he was a man of power, that God Almighty 
through Jesus was the only one that could produce the result that he needed. It's so interesting that a man of power would seek someone, not for their position, but he would humble himself because this man produced results. I just want to pause here for a second. Those of you that are desperate. And maybe, you know, you've, you've gone to your pastor and of course there are incredible pastors in the DFW area. Oh my goodness. We are so blessed. You've gone to your pastor, you've gone to maybe a trusted leader and you've gone and you've asked all this advice. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You know, those people are incredible people, but have you sought the God desperately that can produce the results for you. Now your pastor, a trusted advisor, a trusted leader, a trusted counselor, a trusted parent, whatever it is, they can help you. But just as we're going to go over here in scripture, one word from the Lord can change your situation. One word, one word. What did the centurion say? He said, um, He said, the centurion said, saying to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself any further. I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. For this reason, I don't even consider myself worthy to come to you. But just say the word. One word. I wonder today if we could sort of stop seeking the opinion and the counsel of others. Now, the Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. I'm not saying to forsake anything, but I am saying, ha- I'm asking, have you sought God who produces results with one word? As I look back through scripture, you know, you go through Genesis with his word. He created the world. With his word, he healed the, the power of God's word healed my life at 3 a.m. in the morning with his word. And it's so interesting to me that the centurion said, you know, don't come to me. Just say the word. Have you desperately sought the God that can change your circumstances with one word? Just say the word. Um. If you're listening today and you are um, kind of caught up in, in this passage, and this is for you who are in uh, just a desperate situation and you are needing a miracle, you're needing a miracle. Um, God is, you know, you've, you've heard people say, you know, he's not too early, but he's not late either. But that is actually really true. <laughs> he's not going to tell you in advance, hey, I'm going to come and I'm going to heal your body. Hey, I'm going to come and your husband's going to change his mindset or your wife is going to stop doing what she's doing. Um, but he does intervene at the perfect time. We're talking about the centurion and his servant who was sick and how the centurion was in power and he heard about Jesus. And he sent his um, friends to go and to collect Jesus, to heal his servant who he loved. And when they were on their way, he, he, he said, no, 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 don't, don't come here. Don't waste your time coming here. You don't have to waste your time actually being in my presence. All you have to do is say the word. So those of you that are listening, let me just encourage you. We're, that is uh, what we're talking about today. I, 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 I get really frustrated 
with our society. I, I know that there has been many times when, you know, um, I am a dreamer and I, I've talked about this multiple times here on the show. You know, I, I believe, you know, I, I am not going to be the one that doesn't take God at his word, that doesn't believe that he can heal, that he can um, move mountains on my behalf. I'm not going to be the one that doesn't take God for his word. And we have a lot of people, um, you know, in our, in our churches and our culture, maybe it's even you that I'm talking to um, that looks at the Bible and says, okay, well, that was the God back then. The Bible says I, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same He didn't change. He didn't change with the culture. He is the same and he can do the same things today that he did um, in old. I get really, really frustrated. I will share. And I, and I, I caught, sometimes I caution even my own, my own self on who to share things with when it's a big prayer. Listen, guys, we are going to pray for this. And it's interesting. Sometimes I'll get really, really positive feedback. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. God can do it. He can do anything. Uh, let's, let's pray. Let's ask for immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Or sometimes I'll get that blank stare across the table that looks at you like you are a complete moron. And they immediately start to dissect your prayer request and why you shouldn't pray that. And God would never do that. And really, are you sure? You know what? And and it's those type of people that I get really frustrated with because are they reading the same Bible I am or are they even in the word? Sometimes I'm like, what are you saying um, when you are discouraging me from praying big things? Get frustrated. Our Christian culture has almost um, demodified God to our own expectations of him when God is so much greater than we can even imagine. We have taken this God that is, has access, has resources that we would ever, never even dream of bringing forth, that we would never even dream of utilizing. And we sort of take his might and we put it in our human brains, how we can figure it out. And that's where his might stops, where our faith stops. But this centurion servant, believed that if this God, this Jesus, this God man produced result for everybody else, he was going to produce results for him. So he says, just say the word. I um, love the fact that when, you know, this guy had never even met Jesus here, he's followed by all these disciples, the centurion had never met Jesus. And it had to have been a little bit of a slap in the face when, when uh, verse nine says, now, when Jesus heard this, he marveled at him and turned and said to the crowd that was following him, I say to you, not even in Israel have I found such great faith, not even in Israel. I have found such great faith. Isn't Israel 
the group of people that he divided the Red Sea for? Isn't Israel the group of people that he provided manna for? Isn't Israel the group of people that went into the promised land and possessed it? Isn't Israel Jericho? Isn't that the same group of people? And Jesus turns around and he looks at them and he says, not even in Israel. That had to have been a big fat slap in somebody's face. You know, they were getting all offended by that. Um, Not even in Israel have I seen such great faith. And I want to challenge you right here, church. Would someone outside of the church wow God with their faith more than you would? Would an outsider, someone who had just heard of what God could do, would they wow God with their faith more than you would? Because right here we have a perfect example of this happening. This guy, he 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 was he didn't know Jesus. He certainly wasn't around when the Red Sea was divided. Would an outsider simply believe that God was who he said he would was more than you would? Would an outsider wow him more than you would? You know, we can get accustomed and we can get uh numb to the goodness of God, to the glory of God, or maybe we're not even experiencing it. To, certainly, um, this has happened uh, in, in churches across the country where they just go in and they do the motions and all this kind of stuff and where Jesus is looking for someone that will actually take him at his word and say, you know what? I see your desperate situation. I see what you need. I am here to help. Are you going to call on me? Are you going to call on uh, counselors um, that can't help you the way I can with one? word would an outsider wow God more than you who have been included in the church your whole life I don't know about you but that challenges me um, to my to my core I want to be the person that looks at the scriptures that takes God for what he says he is and believes that he can do exactly what he says he can do Jesus marveled at the faith in the Greek um, I looked it up in, in the Greek the Greek, it literally means he admired the faith of the centurion. That's that's how I want to be known. I want to be known as the person that when God sees my faith, he admires it. Can you imagine God actually having a conversation or thinking, man, I admire her faith. I admire the fact that she takes risk on my behalf, knowing that I am going to uh, support her step of faith. I admire um, um his faith who's sitting there waiting for for finances to come through. I admire that person that's laying in the hospital that just got a terrible report and they don't know what they're going to do unless I come through. I admire them because they are waiting and they are standing on me today. Are you at that place where if God doesn't come through, you don't know what you're going to do? Are you stressed? Anxiety? Are you having anxiety attacks? Are you popping pills? Just say the word. This is the time to get serious with God. He's so waiting. He's so there. He he wants to do for you what he did for this centurion, but your doubt stands in the way of your faith. 
You know, I was thinking this on the way over here, and I, I debated on whether I was going to share it because I'm sure I'll get some weird email. There was one, there was, I, I was sitting, I'm asking God for a miracle. And of course, you know, about the time you start asking God for a miracle in your life or for him to do something, you know, that is um, supernatural in your life, doubt will creep in and Satan will start telling you you're an idiot for even asking that. But I remember thinking, Lord, can you, along with this miracle that I'm asking you to do, can you just clear my mind of every evil influence? And I, I, I. I was just praying with all sincerity, Lord, I want, you know, you know, the guy that looks at God and says, I believe, help my unbelief. Um, I want to believe, but my doubt is keeping me from believing what I know you can do, but I doubt you're going to do anyone there. That's probably exactly where you are right now. And I remember sitting there and I was all by myself sitting right outside by my pool. God, don't, don't just move in this miracle that I'm asking. Fight the evil influences that are going to tell me that you're not going to move in this place. And I am telling you again, I almost didn't share this story. I'm telling you for the next, I don't even know how long the time was. I set in a faith that I had never experienced before. I knew he was going to come through. I had the assurance that it was going to happen. And guess what? It happened not two weeks later. What exactly what I was praying for happened. I want to challenge you today. You know, not just don't just pray for, for the miraculous because he can certainly do it. Those of you that are in a bad spot right now, but pray that God would fight back those evil influences that try to tell you that he won't. Because just like for the centurion servant, He'll come through for you. Love you guys. I'll see you next time right back here on The Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.